Hello, lifestyle entrepreneurs, and welcome to the show. Today, I'm talking to Danielle Clark. She's a brand and marketing consultant. She's a university lecturer and a business owner. And since 2006, Danielle has provided brand design and marketing support for clients including Skoda, GTEC, UK Biocenter, UK Mail, and Girls v Cancer. Danielle is committed to helping brands that want to have a positive impact on people's lives. She spends her time consulting and working with business owners like you and I to help us attract and retain the best customers. And if you'd love to build your brand, then I would urge you to check out the Build Better Brands podcast with Danielle. The link is in the show notes. So without further ado, let's delve right in. Thank you for having me, So Really excited to yeah, share, share my knowledge around branding. Fantastic. Now, before we delve into branding, I think it's probably worth us exploring your career journey and how you've got to become a brand expert. Yeah, absolutely. So um, kind of a, a standard really journey, really. You know, I went to went to college and did graphic design. Um, and then after that, I went to university and did a degree in, in graphic design and visual communication and then just navigated the world of kind of design, um, working for design agencies as well as in-house. So in-house is when you have um, a company that's got a team, a design and marketing team within within their kind of company. So doing that as well um, and really enjoyed it, but then started to kind of realise that I wanted a little bit more in terms of responsibility. I wanted more control. Um, and there were certain things going on within, within branding, within some of the agencies that I worked in that didn't really align with, uh, my values. Um, so after, yeah, after a little while, I'd had a bit of a side hustle, um, and decided to turn that into something more full time. Um, and with a focus on, not just design, which is the visuals, but the brand side, which is all around the strategy and the thinking. So, yeah, that's a very short, uh, <laughs> condensed um, story of to how I've, I've got into brand. Fab. Sounds like we might perhaps have another episode there on how you actually started your side hustle and then trans- transitioned into um yeah being an entrepreneur being a freelancer of creative but let's come back to that another day um today we're talking all about branding so you started to talk about what branding might be perhaps for some of us who just don't really understand I think it's quite interesting you touched on something there you said you were part of a company that had a bigger brand team a bigger marketing team yeah and I think I believe as entrepreneurs we kind of take it for granted we we sort of look at other people as examples like Nike and adidas and big brands and we think oh uh we we've got to be that good but really we're just one man band or we're a solopreneur or we've got to engage in services with yourself and and i think for for us it's probably worth understanding what is branding and what do we have to do yeah absolutely i get asked that question all the time um which is absolutely fine because i'm here to help and I think it, I think let's start by I'll start by t- saying what branding isn't and really a lot of people when they think about brand the first thing I think of is okay my brand is my logo and I get that all the time and people will, will reach out to me and say Danielle I need to I need to do my branding can you do my logo and I'm like yeah that's fine branding you know the logo is one aspect of your brand but there's so much more that comes before that and it's a bit like 
it's a little bit like an iceberg, really. When you look at an iceberg, you see the tip, you see the part that's above the water, but then there's there's loads underneath that also makes up this iceberg, which is which is your brand. And underneath that, you know, at the base, you've got things like, um, you know, I touched on values earlier already, things like understanding your mission and your vision and how you're positioning yourself, you know, having a really strong base and understanding the strategy behind what you're doing before you then move on to the fun stuff, the stuff that everybody knows, which is your logo, your color palette, your fonts, that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, so brand is kind of all of that stuff as well as the visual stuff, having the, the thinking and the, you know, knowing your why really. Yeah, I've got to say, when I think of branding, I do immediately think of colours. Yeah. <laughs> so what colours on my website am I going with? And that's, yeah, that's probably the layman's view of it. But it's really interesting. I like the iceberg analogy to think there's a lot more going on underneath that, that should be reflected in those things that you visually do see on the top. So what is what is a better brand? If I want to feel more confident about my brand, what what is what is the 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 I don't know, the prototype model of a good brand. I think a good brand is a brand that understands why why they're really there. I think a lot of people, it's really common, you know, have they have these ideas and these things that they want to bring out into the world. But first of all, they don't necessarily know that these things are needed. Um, and I think it's about making sure that what you're putting out into the world is actually needed, that there's a need, that there's a warrant for, for that. And there's lots of ways you can do that through just asking people, um, looking at what other people do and see, see where the gaps are, the rooms for improvement. Um, and I think building a better brand is all about building a brand that's there, not just to benefit yourself, which I think I'll, a lot of people can kind of get um, kind of caught up in, in that they think immediately about, okay, I want to start this brand because I, I want to make money. There has to be something bigger than that. There has to be something beyond money because businesses don't always go well. Sometimes things go wrong because sometimes the sales and, and, and the revenue that we want to make doesn't always happen. But if you've got, if you've got a belief, if you've got a, you know, something that you, you really believe in and it's beyond making money, you know, the, the change that you want to make in the world, that's what keeps you going. And I think that's what keeps you grounded and true to, true to what you're doing. Um, so yeah, a better brand is a brand that by all means, helps helps yourself and the people around you. You know, you, your family, your friends, your community. Um, but one that's kind of not just based around making money. There has to be there has to be something deeper if you want a, a better brand. In my view, yeah, that sense of purpose and connection with people and why you do what you do. Yeah, absolutely. It's that it's. it's Sounds very much. I don't know if you've ever read the book of Simon Sinek. Start with yeah. why. You, yeah, I yeah. feel like you're you're talking about the the golden circle there. <laughs> so yeah. for, any, for anybody who hasn't checked that out, Simon Sinek's uh, Start with Why. We're talking about the golden circle, which is you know brands like Apple and people they have a really strong why, and then everything else is sort of outwardly about you know what they produce, what they do. It, it's all it all comes from that why. 
Um, and that's a lot of what Danielle's talking about. It's yeah. really, really great stuff. <laughs> um, what would be really great is to explore a couple of examples. So an example of something where people make a common mistake and you see it all the time, and that's when the brand doesn't hit the mark. They don't feel confident in it. They're on the wrong track. But also perhaps an example of a client you've you've got or something where you've managed to transform their brand and it's got a really positive image and it's really reflective of the people behind it and the why. So perhaps if we go with the mistakes, the biggest mistake you've seen people make first. Yeah, I think... The, I mean, there's there's lots that spring to mind, but the one that came to mind first is often when people are, people will normally focus on two things immediately when they're building a brand. First thing is their logo. Second thing is usually their website. And what I find often is that when you go onto these people's websites, it's not clear what they actually do and how you can get it. And, and this is something I'll say to people in that, um, and this, I've learned this from various sources that the one that pops into my head is, is called Story Brand. Um, and it's all about kind of your website passing what they call the grunt test. So if you, if you were showing this website to, um, and it's just an analogy, say you were showing it to a caveman, okay, and it had to read, really, had to, able to communicate what you're doing really simply would this caveman be able to go oh yeah I get it so it's got to very quickly within a few seconds tell people what you do how it can make their lives better and how they can get it and we're busy people people don't tend to have a lot of time these days so it's got to be able to communicate that message very very quickly and most people's websites don't do that no, that's, yeah, that's really, it's a really good point. And I think perhaps that's because we get too flowery. We go off in the detail. We want to elaborate on things. And, and you've really got me thinking about, is my, is my website clear? Is, could somebody go to it and articulate what I do in two, you know, one sentence? Yeah. 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 That's a really good point. All right. then. So on to the good example. What's an yeah. example of a really good brand that you've seen or story or person that you've helped and turn it turn that around so the person there's a there's a couple in in particular but I'll, I'll pick the most recent one so I've been working with a guy called James Bacon um who is now known as the body fix coach and we worked together. I was introduced to him by my uh, business coach and he ultimately gets people out of pain and he got me out of pain. Um, I play hockey and I was suffering with an old hockey injury that even with lots of physio and rehab, it, it had never really completely gone away. And I met James and he fixed money and we started working together on his branding and his messaging because a lot of people... Once they met him, their testimonials were glowing. They were like, I've, you know, I'm a runner, I'm back running, I'm a weightlifter, I'm back weightlifting, et cetera. But people that didn't know him couldn't quite work out what it was he actually did. People thought he was either a PT or maybe a physio or the message was very, you know, foggy. So we worked together, we did some brand strategy sessions and we changed his name. So he's now known as the body fix coach. Um, we've done a rebrand. So he's got 
uh, a brand new logo, color palette, everything. He's just had some branded hoodies and everyone that he's working with is wearing these hoodies. And people are really clear now on, on what it is that he does and how we can help others. And he's very, he's much clearer now when he talks to people about his offering. It's not, there's no confusion anymore. Um, and his brand looks amazing. Um, and we're working on the next step now is to work on his website. So yeah, that's been fantastic working with someone like James who, okay, yeah, this is what he does for a living, but he, when, when you see the transformation of people that have been in pain sometimes for years with all, all these injuries that we've just kind of put up with and within six, maybe eight weeks, they're pain free and back doing all the things that they love. It's incredible. So for me, being able to help him develop his brand and get make it more visible and easy to understand, I'm helping him reach more people that need his help. And that is just, it's so rewarding. And that's that's really why I do what I do. Yeah. So so he's the body fixer. Yeah, basically, yeah. The body fix coach. And yeah, he gets people like pain. Like I've I've told I'm always banging on about him because <laughs> I was in a lot of pain for a long time with my knee. And when he told me that he could sort it out, I thought, oh, here we go. I've been down this road before with with lots of other people. Um, and you know, no disrespect to physios and doctors, you know, of course that they, they do amazing work and 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 they're needed. But I think sometimes it's about meeting the right person. And for me, that was James. And um, yeah, I'm I'm really happy I've been able to work with him. Fantastic. I think it might be worth popping his link in the show notes. So I'll get that from you and um, we'll yeah. make sure you've got that as a really good example. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just on that. So you said, you know, it wasn't very clear whether he was a personal trainer before, whether what he did, but he had this really good niche. Do you ever work with people and their branding and you find that you're trying to get them to, to articulate really narrowly what they do so that people can identify that clearly, but they don't want to super niche down because they're worried they'll miss out on business elsewhere. Do you ever have that com- conflict with people? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really common and I, I totally understand it. Um, there's this fear of if I'm, if I'm too niche, then everyone else is going to think that I'm not for them, but it actually has the reverse effect. Um, and the way I try to explain it to people to, to help them feel more confident about niche is that, okay, imagine that you, um, imagine that you were going to see um, a, a doctor or a surgeon, but this surgeon knew um surgery and you know heart disease and also did some dental work and was an eye specialist and a back specialist you start going hang on a minute how can are you really that good at all of those different things but then if you were to see you know a doctoral surgeon that specialized in say back pain and nothing else you'd realise that they were an expert and you'd be more likely to want to work with them. And once you build trust and expertise about around one particular area, people then start to align you with, with other um, extensions, you know, not something a million miles away, but something similar. 
So what I say to people is, you know, let's take um, let's take James, for example, you know, him focusing specifically on people that are in pain. He's he's positioned himself as an expert within that field and he is. But that doesn't mean that someone that isn't in pain and maybe just wants to focus on diet isn't going to contact him. But if he tries to target everybody, he's not really targeting anyone. And that's how I try and explain, you know, the benefit around niching. I'm really going to steal that one about the expert in the hospital. I think that's a brilliant <laughs> one. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I know the the old marketing saying, which is if you try and talk, talk to everyone, you're talking to nobody. Yeah. But, but that is a really good, uh, you know, obvious way that we wouldn't say they're an expert in everything. So why can you go out there and pretend to be an expert in everything and and, and think that that's a good strategy? So that's really yeah. helpful. So um, rebranding is what I want to talk about quickly now is what if somebody started, they've gone ahead with a particular brand style. I know I did this in the beginning. You know, that whole thing where you find somebody who's a role model and you basically you copy until you get your own, your own, I don't know, you find your voice, you find your own values. You realize that it's okay to put yourself out there. Um, And I talk a lot about the fact that you have to sort of discover who you are again after being in a career and you've been um, professional all that time but let's say they've got something out there and they're worried about doing a rebrand because they're worried about the impact it might have what advice would you have about about approaching a rebrand I think where rebrands are concerned I think it depends on the reason you're doing the rebrand so sometimes rebrands can happen because you're because you need to pivot like a lot of people decided to rebrand after COVID because the you know maybe they were um, maybe they were offline and now they're online and they want to reintroduce this this new offering. Um, maybe maybe their products or service has changed drastically. Um, maybe their brand doesn't doesn't fit the target audience that they want to you know um, market towards. Uh, maybe it's time for a refresh. They haven't touched it for five, 10 years. Maybe it looks dated. Um, and I think it's always important to to have a conversation with someone that, that understands the reasons you should be rebranding um, and do, a, you know, maybe a bit of a brand audit first before you decide to. But um, yeah, sometimes, sometimes they're needed, sometimes they're not. Sometimes it's just about tweaking certain aspects. But yeah, it just depends. Great, great. Oh, well, thank you so much, Danielle. I'm going to fire some questions at you now on our quick fire round and try and get more get to know more about you. And then um, we'll find out how we can connect with you. So first of all, what podcast are you listening to right now? So right now I'm listening to Disruptors by Rob Moore. Um, he's a an entrepreneur, property investor, etc. And he had an episode with a guy that, that uh, I'm sure a lot of people know, Andrew Tate. Um, and I was in an iron about listening to it because of what I've heard in the media about Andrew Tate. But yeah, it's blown my mind. So well worth listening to. Okay, great stuff. Thanks for that one. And the best book you would recommend about branding if someone wants to learn more? Yeah, so best book I would recommend about branding, I think I think I'd have to say probably the one I touched on earlier. It's 
it's more the marketing side, but it's a really good start in terms of messaging. And that is Story Brand by Donald Miller. Story Brand. Thank you for that. I'll pop it in the uh, show notes. And the book on your bedstand right now, or maybe you're an Audible listener. Well, yeah, Audible. I'm gosh. Um, I'm I'm I've got loads on the go at the same time at the moment. Um, but yeah, I think I'm not actually reading a book. What I'm doing is is I'm reading my own notes from a um a weekend that I spent at an event. Um, so I'm reading every night for twenty minutes before I go to bed to kind of absorb what um I'm listening to. Um, but a particular audio book I'm listening to at the minute is Know Your Worth Again by Rob Moore. Fantastic. And then what, something I'm always wondering is how other entrepreneurs do things, how they get productive, how they get focused in the morning, how they have a really good day. Because especially as a solopreneur, you do spend most of your day on your own. It's under your own steam, your own discipline. What is the most valuable part of your day or routine or habitual routine that you have as an entrepreneur that really gets you going? It's my morning routine, um, which I established properly about seven months ago. Um, so the first thing I do, I get up, I go and make myself either a decaf coffee or a red bush tea. Um, I'll have that. I'll then do breath work and meditation. I'll do that for, it can be anything from 10 minutes to half an hour. Um, I'll set myself some, um, any intention for the day, um, and kind of focus on that, you know, what, the way I want to, to show up on that particular day what it is that I want to be and then how I'm going to do that. Um, then I'll um, either go to the gym or go for a walk, especially for suns out. I try and do some movement. Um, then I'll have a shower. I either have a cold shower at the end of that for um, two minutes or I'll go into our um, cold water immersion whiskey barrel that we've got in the garden <laughs> wow you are hardcore yeah. you're serious yeah. about this yeah yeah um and then once I've done that I will have my breakfast and then I'll I'll start tackling my my most important um tasks of the day so tell me about the barrel then how long, how long have you had that and where did that come from so we all kind of came from I found out about um cold water therapy from a guy that I follow on Instagram. He's also been on the podcast. His name's Matt Bagwell and he does breath work, but then he also does cold water and he started teaching us really about the, the benefits of cold water, um, how it helps with stress and your immune system and all that sort of stuff. Um, and there's been all sorts of things going on in, in my world this year, um, that have made, um, especially stress, I've I've suffered some loss, and it's been it's been a really tough. It was a really tough start to the year, um, but I just started trying to focus on the things that I could control, and I know that there are things that you can do to control control stress. Um, I've never been a fan of the cold. Um, I didn't like going in the freezer to get stuff out the freezer. I hated it. I'm a I'm a sun girl rather than snow. Um, but I listened to Matt and took on board what he said and I, and I started I started doing it and the cold showers led to the whiskey barrel, which my partner ordered because he he got into it as well. And yeah, now we do now we do that. We we freeze 
with my crown ice and, and whack it in. And I mean, it's pretty cold in the morning anyway, with the temperature mm. dropping. Um, and yeah, for about six months, I didn't have a cold or anything. I didn't get ill, super energized. Um, and it's, it's, it's working. It's working for me. Incredible. Incredible. And then you kickstart your day podcasting and branding and meeting clients. Yeah, all sorts going on. Um, I also lecture as well. I'm a lecturer at Birmingham City University, um, a visiting lecturer. So I work with the second years and being able to help to kind of shape and influence the next generation of creative thinkers. I feel very, very privileged to be able to do that. And I'm trying to give them real insight into what it's like to, you know, I've got a lived experience. I'm not, I'm not a lecturer that's not practicing what I preach because I'm, I'm doing it as I'm teaching. So I think I feel like they really benefit from that. Um, so yeah, there's that alongside obviously running the business, um, which used to be just me, but I work with quite a few partners now. You know, I work with someone that helps with with copywriting and building websites, development, that sort of thing. So I'm starting to build a bit of a team now, which is amazing. Um, and luckily, thanks to Zoom and things, you know, we can work remotely and, and chat to each other and, and get lots of amazing work done. So, yeah, it's going well and I'm enjoying it and enjoying the podcast like we're chatting today. <laughs> Yeah, I love this bit. I love this bit. It's my favourite part of the day, I've got to say. Um, so while we're on about that, your team and how we can work with you, let's let's talk about how can we work with Danielle? How can people follow you, find out more about you and listen to the podcast as well? Yeah, so the podcast is called Build Better Brands and you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts, um, Apple, Spotify, whatever your choice is. You can find me over at danielleclockcreative.com. And you'll also find me on LinkedIn and Instagram and occasionally on Twitter. Um, but I'm also in the process of putting together um, an ebook, which will be ready soon, which is 10 Steps to Building a Better Brand. So, yeah, if people want to get in touch and they want a free copy of that, then let me know. And when it's out, I can send it over to people. Fantastic. And I'll pop those links in the show notes for anybody who didn't quite catch that. But build a better brand with Danielle. Definitely check it out. It'll be fantastic. Thanks very much, Danielle. It's been a pleasure having you on the podcast and definitely want to have you back to learn more about your journey. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Sue. It's been awesome. I want you to know that I appreciate you for taking the time to listen to the Lifestyle Entrepreneur Show with me, Sue Parker. You're probably here because you want to improve the quality of your life. Maybe you are a business owner or aspiring entrepreneur trying to get better work-life balance, create passive income, leave a nine to five, use online business automation, or here to train your mindset for success. For more resources, make sure you check out the show notes, but don't forget to hit subscribe. I would be so grateful for a five-star review and feedback that allows me to do better at serving you. You don't need to do this alone. You can join us as an unleashed lifestyle entrepreneur and start to build your dream life today.